Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves Daylight Savings Time. Frank, how are you today? I love Daylight Savings Time, man. That extra hour just... Mm, mwah. The extra hour of sleep is, is a beautiful thing. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing quite well. It is it is what it, it decidedly early for a beer with geeks in in our recent memory. Normally, we record in the evenings because we're regular humans. Um, but now we were recording in the mornings because we are still regular humans. Um, so I am not drinking a beer, Frank. I am drinking a coffee. Mm. What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a. Uh, what is known in the business uh, as a red eye. Um, it oh, is, are you really? Yes, it is just a coffee with a shot of espresso in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, early morning. Told you. Um, do you know what kind of coffee you're drinking? We can we can do beer. With, we can do a geek coffee with geeks for a second. This um, is true. Um, I am drinking. This is a uh, this is a Lavazza coffee. <laughs> oh, it's fancy. Mm. Fancy. Lavazza coffee. That's fun. Yes. Um, yes. I am drinking. Um, I'm drinking Bones coffee. Bones coffee. I've never heard of Bones. Bones coffee. No. Bones coffee popped up as an ad, and I was like, "You have a cool design. I'll buy you. Mm. Let's see what's happening." And so, um, their flavors are kind of fun and all over the place. But I am drinking what's called a Franken Bones. Which is a chocolate and hazelnut coffee. Ooh, and it is excellent. They have that sounds so it's like it's like Nutella coffee. Yeah, so that they have fantastic. Stuff, like they have stuff like coconut rum, French vanilla, high voltage, um, maple bacon. Ooh, those which, sound great. Which can confirm maple bacon, amazing. Ooh, um, electric unicorn fruity cereal coffee, white Russian flavored coffee, strawberry cheesecake, bananas Foster. Whatever, and this is the first time I'm actually uh, drinking it, so this was an inaugural taste Ooh, test. Nice, for me. And, and and so you're I loving am, it, huh? I am not disappointed. The yeah, I I drink my coffee black, and the flavor, even without milk and sugar, is so strong. It is, mm. oh, it is really good. That is delectable. I'm I'm very satisfied. Well, good. I'm really glad to hear it. Um, that sounds phenomenal. I'm gonna have to try that. I've I've been experimenting sort of with my coffee game a little bit. Um, I drink mostly espresso at home now. I got mm. my wife got me an espresso machine two three years ago. Um, we'd gone to Europe and you know that's that's sort of the main coffee that they serve in, in much of Europe is espresso. And I got hooked on it. And so my when my birthday came around, not too long after that, she got me an espresso machine, and that's basically what we drink every morning. Is we each we make 
a shot of espresso each and drink that while we watch the news in the morning. And uh, so I've been hooked on it, and I've been like sort of trying different, you know, espressos and you know all the all the different sort of blends and things. And I'm learning about coffee. I was never a coffee snob before, um, but sort of the same just way that a I've regular gotten into snob, just a Ayo. regular snob. I'm a beer snob, um, that's for sure. And I have uh, so I'm starting to learn a little bit about, about coffee as well. And uh, what you just described sounds fantastic. So hmm. that's yeah. cool. You want to, speaking of, so you want to, speaking of snobby, I have, mm. to tell you, I have to tell you this story. Oh, please do. So before we get rolling into today's topic, um, I went to this thing near my house last night with my wife. It's called the Pumpkin Spectacular. It's Ooh. this guy who does artist renditions like of like his art on pumpkins. And oh, arms, like hundreds and hundreds of pumpkins, and it's like it's so many pumpkins, just thousands of pumpkins, just like and you walk and walk and walk, and they're all designed and they're different. You know, there was, like, a tribute to Stan Lee last night and, you know, like, uh, you know, all this different stuff. But the main the main uh, pumpkin area, like, design area was Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Whoa! Which was cool. And so you'd, like, walk through winter and spring and summer and autumn and it would play the different parts. They'd pump in Vivaldi's oh, music, music as you were going, which was, it was really, really cool. And these people behind me, about our about our age, we were walking into summer, I think, and and uh, and the guy behind me was like, "What's a Vivaldi?" Oh, oh no! <laughs> and the and the woman next to him was like, "He's um, a, what you call it, a composist." Oh, oh no! <laughs> I was like, and they were like, "Oh, that makes so much more sense now." And I'm like, oh, "Does it?" Does it? <laughs> Are you sure that composist makes more sense? Oh my gosh! I oh was. I felt. I turned to my wife afterwards. I said, "I feel like super snobby for being like, how do you not know who Vivaldi is?" <laughs> but at the same time, you used the word composist, so right. <laughs> I feel a little bit better. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Composist. Um, that is very funny. Yeah, I can. I can see how you felt a little snobby about the the, the Vivaldi piece. I mean. But but the composist is that just the cherry, cherry on type on top the icing on the cake. That's too funny. Oh man! Well, Frank, I asked you about daylight savings time. You sure did for a particular for a particular reason. One because tis the time, but also because sometimes that extra hour will save your life. That's and true. You, you know, and you, sometimes it comes down to the very last second to save all of humanity from a post apocalyptic you know, uh, robot takeover, Frank. So um, I was wondering, um, how do you think, do you think that in the future, do you think that the Terminators care about daylight savings time? I don't think they give a damn about uh, daylight savings time, honestly. I, I was don't it think part that... of their pro- original programming and were they able to, was Sky not able to get rid of it? I, that is that is one of the great questions uh, of our time that I, I hope we never get an answer to. I hope I hope that we're able to to stave off the uh, Terminator uh, future apocalypse um, and never find out what their what their stance on, on uh, daylight savings time is. Yeah, we're we're doing another one of our retrospects segments. Retrospects, put them on, put them on. Um, where we um we talk about things from from days gone by. Uh, basically, you could call it you know what beer with geeks is. Um, but uh, we are we're talking about the Terminator franchise. So I I 
I am a reasonably big fan of this franchise. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I think more more than many people I know. I, I hesitate to call myself like a super fan or anything like that because I'm I, my knowledge on it definitely doesn't go you know super super deep. Like I'm not a super super um, uh, you know rabid fan where I, I I know every little piece of trivia about the about the franchise. But I really really deeply enjoy it. I enjoyed it enough to watch the TV show about ten years ago, which is. I think more than many people <laughs> enjoy that franchise. So um, okay. I'm, I'm so, a pretty big fan, but what about yourself? I was going to say, let's split this into three categories. What if there's super fan where you know, like, all the minutia, you know what ship they're flying. Yeah, so, yeah, um, the encyclopedic knowledge. Right, and then there's a fan in which you follow the franchise. You know, you have a good encyclopedic knowledge, but, you know, not you can't recite to the encyclopedic knowledge of it. And then you're a passing fan in which mm. you enjoy it occasionally, in which you know enough to carry on a conversation, and you'll definitely see what adventure is happening the next time. Uh, but uh, but you you don't care to explore more than what the movies give you. Yeah, yeah, that's does that makes sense. Uh, that does make sense. I'd put myself in that second category, that fan category. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah, I'm a passing fan. You're more of a passing fan. fan. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Yeah. So you're you're you've seen all the all the films, I assume, right, or at least most of the films. Uh, nope. nope, nope. I've never seen. I've never seen Terminator Three. Okay, so but you've seen up most until of a few months ago. I've never seen Terminator. Whoa! Wait a second. Let tell yeah. me this. Tell yeah. me this. I had never. I had never watched Terminator. I think I watched it in May. Maybe something like that. Uh, I had seen T T Two was the first one that I had had ever seen. Okay, and I thought it was fine. But I was a child, so right, okay, you know, okay. like, and you're just like, and um, and you don't have a lot of information from T two without seeing T one. Like, you get caught up to speed, but there's always like a piece missing. Um, and so, and so, it was good. It was fine. And then I never saw, I never saw T three because I, the time that it was coming out, I really wasn't like going to the. Go to the movies. Nobody in my friend group was interested in the Terminator, so I never saw it. And then, uh, what's that after that? Salvation. Salvation. Yeah. Yep. I saw Salvation in theater. Yep. And by that point, I was a big enough fan of like who the Terminator was and the cool aesthetics and you know everything like that. And the movie's not good, so that didn't help. Um, didn't help at all, which is a shame because. The future war is what I'm the most interested in when it comes mm. to the Terminator. Like that's the stuff I want to see. So, uh, so that that was a little that was a little disappointing that it wasn't great. And then, and then what was the one after that? Uh, Genesis. Genesis. That's right. Um, I think we saw honestly, that one together. I think we did, and honestly, it was fine. Yeah, uh, it was. It was fine. It was. It was, fine. It was be- better than Salvation. But it was fine. Yeah, it was um, fine. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about all the Terminator movies. Like, and then, so then I saw the first one and I, a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, wow, I get why this was a big deal when it came out. And I get, and I definitely get why T2 was a big deal when it came out. Because if you look at all the other action movies leading up to that point, like, T2 is a big deal. And and it, it still holds up in 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 its own way, but it definitely also is very much a a, a '90s movie. 
and um, mm-hmm. it doesn't transcend its time as the way other films kind of do. And so, so yeah, it's it's fine. I like the Terminator just fine. Um, if I never watched one again, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I don't mm. feel like I'm missing out of anything in my life. And but if I but if someone was like, hey, do you want to go see the new one? I'd be like, yeah, I'll see the new one definitely. No, there's something about the um, the the endoskeleton, like the like the Terminator skeleton itself. I just love how it looks. The and design, so like, yeah. I, I love the design. So I'm almost drawn to see them just so I can see what fun new design they have for yeah. the T series. It's it's real. It is a really cool and like scary looking, you know, monster or villain, right? I mean, it it's it's a very menacing look, and it's something really, really, um, yeah, compelling and really and really kind of pulls you back. Um, I I so I I also got into Terminator sort of late. Like I wasn't as a kid. I I didn't get into it until I was in like college, oh. um, and and there was a lot of buzz around the TV show, and um. Uh, friends of mine were really getting into it and I, I was like well I, I gotta try this out but I couldn't try it out unless I had seen the films so I I watched um, Terminator 1 and 2 pretty quickly back to back and and was like captivated with the first one because I, mm-hmm. I think the first one is one of the like it launched a franchise but on its own is is like a really compelling film with a really cool concept and really well executed I you know, agree. Just on its own. Yeah, I think I was. I mean, I saw them at such different times, but I think I was more captivated by the first one than any of the other ones because it sets up the whole the whole thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's and it's such a it's just, it's just, it sets up the whole premise, and it's such a like simple, relatively simple. I mean, you know, like there are time traveling robots from the future who came back to stop you from having a son. Like that's that's it. <laughs> relatively simple because you know, time the, is relative. Because yeah, time yeah. Travels. I got you. I <laughs> guess you go. what you're doing there. Good, but yeah. you know what I mean, right? Like it's it's a relatively straightforward. Like yes, yeah, okay. There's time travel and it's it's sci-fi and all this stuff, um, and it's an action movie. But it's kind of a movie first and mm-hmm. and genre second, as that's opposed great. to now they're like genre films, but. Yes, do you know. Do you get the distinction I know, that I'm kind of I know, making? I know exactly what you're saying, and it, here's the thing about Terminator that it actually falls into the same cate- like same problem I have with some of the later Alien films. Ah, okay. And so, the first Terminator slash the first Alien are horror movies. Yes, they are. They are. Uh, they're not action movies. There is like action ish in them because people run and stuff. But they they should be classified as horror movies. T two aliens are action movies. They were like, what if we took this same concept but made it an action movie? And then they made a lot of money. And then studios went, great, they will forever be action movies. Mm-hmm. I say, but but you're missing out part of the fun of the, like of this concept that you could give this another genre. Yeah, you could you could you could give me the Terminator as. I don't know a romance or a or 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 American Gothic or mm. um you know a high stakes drama or a musical or a period piece Terminator the musical oh my yeah. god you know <laughs> but that's basically kind of like you could boil or you could take it back to its horror roots yes you know the first Terminator is a rated R film 
You yes. know, I think the second one is too. Question. I'm pretty mark. sure it is. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Yeah. And we've kind of neutered the Terminator. Ooh, interesting. You think so? I think so. And I, I think Alien, three and four, kind of got wrapped up in that same, kind of got wrapped up in that same like they're an action movie and they like tried to bring back some horror elements, but it was it was too late. They didn't go far off in any particular direction. And I think. So like I saw so, so the trailer for Terminator Dark Fate, you know, which is the, it's out. I have not seen it yet. Um, but I'm like, yeah, it's an it looks like an action movie. It mm-hmm. you know, and it, like it doesn't. It looks like it's trying to be T two again. But <sighs> that's but that's like I've seen that movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is they keep this is the the issue that this franchise is sort of stuck in is they keep trying to do what happens after T two because. Yes. T2 was the most successful um, and the one that made, you know, aside from the first one, made the biggest cultural impact. Mm -hmm. It's the one that people remember most, the one people talk about the most, the one people love the most. Like it's, I think sort of the, and I could be, people can correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but my perception of sort of the public opinion of Terminator is the first one was a great setup and then the second one up the ante end was just like, like it was like the Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back. Like you, you sure. great, great setup, and then fantastic follow up. Yep. Um, that really launched it, and that seems to be what I hear from from many people. And I think they've been trying to follow that up, you know, ever since the '90s, ever since T2 came out, um, because. T3 tried to do the, okay, well, now here's when the robots actually take over, and that wasn't a very good film. Judgment Day tried to be like, here we are in the future, like where this stuff is happening. That wasn't a very good film. Genesis was better than than um, than Salvation, but still not great, still didn't really capture the same magic as the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, I would argue that the television series, uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles, was better than either than than any of like the last three films not not counting really? Fate, which i haven't seen yet yeah it was it was it was better it was it was a better telling of that story with much more fantastic something like the best writing i've ever like any any like genre show i've ever watched um fantastic character development fantastic uh storylines like so so great so faithful to the original it feels like a great sequel to to t2 um it only ran for two seasons and got canceled by fox unfortunately but it was a fantastic show um that's what fox did that's what fox that was their thing right for so Mm -hmm. many years was just stringing us along with all these great genre shows and then just canceling them yep yep that was a big i mean that's like the fox standard going back to when fox was founded so it's not even like a, a recent thing they were i mean star wars barely got made like the mm-hmm. the the board at Fox was like, you know what, you've you've almost finished this movie, but we still might not release it. And like two people were like, no, please release it. And they're like, okay, okay, fine. yeah. If it wasn't for Alan Ladd Jr., who knows? Who knows? What, yeah, what, I know. What Alan Ladd Jr. There was another guy on the board that I can't remember his name. That was also like, see, we're super fans of Star Wars. This is the difference. Th- that's right? it, right? Yeah, we know yeah. all the minutia about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the difference. Um, so, but anyway, um, that's that's like Fox's thing. Like cancel a thing early. 
That's true. I didn't really think about it in terms of the films as well, but you're totally right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, both in films and TV, that was their, that was and kind of is their thing. But yeah, that that show was was fantastic. Uh, was one of my favorite shows on TV at the time, um, and it's. I think I would say I, it still holds up. I, I stand by it. It's a it's a fantastic show. If you just watch T one, T two, and then the show, like it, it's a pretty natural progression, and it's pretty cool. If you were to rank the the T's, you know, like the which is your favorite Terminator? Is it like the T eight hundred, the T one thousand, the Terminatrix? Oh. You know, um, the prepubescent teenage girl. You know, like <laughs> who, who is the? Oh God, I don't know what her designated. Um, um, I the T eight hundred is the original, right? right? And that that is my. I mean, that's the classic. So that's like my my favorite because it's the classic. It's the it's the introduction to the whole thing. But the T-1000 is so freaking cool. You know, the whole liquid metal thing. Um, I think it's hard to improve upon that idea, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is also where they keep getting stuck in, like, what cool thing can the new T, like, the new Terminator series do? And I'm like, well, the like, it's hard to actually beat liquid metal. Like, they barely beat it. Barely. Yeah. Right. Right. It's, It's true. It's hard to beat it. In in a couple of ways, it's hard. It's hard for Sarah and John to beat it. Um, it's also just hard to beat it as a concept. It's hard yeah, to come up with a better concept than that. Yeah, visually, it's excellent. You know, yeah. this is one you're talking one of the very first you know computer rendered characters. That's right. And and as much as it looks like a '90s movie, there's something about his like mass liquid form that still looks great. Does today, and I don't know if it's the way they just reflected light or they really went for a, like, we're barely going to use the computer system, you know, because it's, what, what, 1992, so, um, this is, we're, like, barely, barely, is it 1992? Is that right? Uh, 91 or 92, around there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Um, not going to use a lookup for that. Okay. Yeah, so we're, (laughs) good, good. So, like, we're barely into computers being used in film. Yeah. So, so... I mean, it wasn't it, it wasn't until Jurassic Park that everyone was like, oh, we can use computers now. I see. I see. And that was 92, 93? 94. 94, no, Jurassic Park. 93. Yeah. 1993. Early, yeah, early 90s, right? So around the same time, but maybe just after this. So th- this this has that that character um, of the T-1000 that's that's computer generated, but it, but it wasn't until Jurassic Park when you have all the dinosaurs and all the stuff that are being computer generated that it really captured people's imagination. And then Toy Story comes out in 94, Five. 95. 95. Um, and that really, like, okay, the first fully computer animated film, like, now we're on board. Right. Well, I mean, even even little, even little things that you would think would be done with a computer now, like I, I, T2 is a great example, like that... Uh, uh, there's a scene in T2 where Linda Carter is, um, not Linda Carter, um, Linda Hamilton, you know, Sarah Connor, there it is, I mushed them together, um, <laughs> sort of. Um, she's, she's, like, sewing up the T-800's head, right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? And so then you see them in the mirror, like, you see the back of them, but then you also see the mirror, so you can see what's going on inside, and, like, today you'd be like, that's a computer, that's a computer trickery, you were tricked me. And there is zero computers in that shot in the right. real world because um, Linda Hamilton has an identical twin. And so they got her twin to come on set and dress like her and do the exact motion so it looked like like you were looking in a mirror. It's so cool. 
it's great today, today it absolutely would have been like a body double and they would replace the face digitally right like like yeah or or or, or just fully fully uh, computer generate the whole thing depends on that's, the director yeah 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 exactly um exactly it, it really that's one of the things about these first two films too is that so much was practical you know mm-hmm. and and some of it in the original term you know the original film to in the Terminator really doesn't look great. A lot of the practical effects, Ooh, like no, it doesn't. Arnold with some of the prosthetics and and you know that kind of stuff, that does not look great anymore. Even the Terminator running in the factory at the end, like it, oh it yeah, does not look. It does stop motion. Stop motion. Yeah, yeah. that Is that it looks go motion or stop motion. I thought it was stop motion, but it's been a while since I've watched it, so I could be wrong. I can't remember because go motion went out the window with Jurassic Park. That's where they were gonna do the same thing. For the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, and then they were like, the, "But the computer could do it," and they were like, "Oh my god, the computer!" Um, yeah. So, oh my, my uh, Alexa just went off because oh, I have her set computer. to that, I have her set to that word instead. So whoop. that's funny. That just happened on the on the last Academy Rewind too, um, or well, yeah, one of the most recent. Yes, it, yes, it did. Funny. Yes, it did. Very funny. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's go motion, stop motion. Either way, it didn't look. It doesn't look great um, at the end of that film. And, and like I said, a lot of the prosthetics and, and things don't really don't look uh, and the models and things don't look so great in that first film. But there is still that sort of movie magic to it that mm-hmm. those 80s and, and early 90s films uh, like genre films really capture, um, you know, some some of the the practical effects in the original Star Wars films and in Indiana Jones and in you know th- that sort of the the Lucas Spielberg school of filmmaking that sort of exists here from James Cameron mm-hmm. in the first film and, and into the second film and then once we get into really into the digital era um it the stuff looks fantastic but there is something some magic is missing because mm-hmm. you you're, you're not getting that feeling of like oh my god a person had to sit there and make this and 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 have it look so real you're just sort of like yeah it's a computer i know it like it's a compu- it's a cartoon it's basically a cartoon at this point Right, and then not that people don't have to sit there and make it. You know, like it takes a lot of work, and you have to know a lot about physics and lighting and m- body movement and everything, and that's a lot of work too. However, like I also sit at a computer and do work. Well, you know? it's not the same as making it with your hands. Right? No, someone they... made this thing with their hand, crafted this. That's right. And you know, and and right. I understand that there is an art to the, the the digital realm, and and that there is. It's not like it's easy. It's not like you just spit it out. Um, there is so much art and science and and work and everything that goes into it, um, but but the visual um, yeah this result about, is is different. I, I agree. The sensory experience is different. Well, your eye can tell your eye can tell the your eye can tell the difference. And I think you know, like I can look at a beautiful sunset in a film, and I can say that is an altered sunset. It's gorgeous, and I love it, and I don't want you to change it. But I know it's different. I can tell the difference. That doesn't yeah. happen in the real world. Right. And sometimes uh, trickery, physical trickery on set, practical effects, you know, they they might not, quote, like, hold up or look real, but at least I think at least it's there. So your the realm of believability is a little, is just a little bit steep up. And now, of course, we're talking, you know, early nine late eighties, early nineties here. I'm not talking twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, you know, coming up. We've come a long way in the realm of digital capture on screen. Oh yeah. So there's tons of stuff that you wouldn't even your eye doesn't even 
think is fake and it is that's you totally know, so true. so it's it's when things that like it's when things like we are already know aren't real are also fake if that you know what i mean yep. we know that terminator is actually not real therefore it like it's not real to the eye right so but that street of cars is probably that's also fake didn't notice because i'm used to seeing streets of cars sure so that's where the real digital trickery happened that's right uh, so a final question before we wrap this episode up. Do you think that this future is possible and can we do anything to stop it? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. There are there are certainly things that, that make you feel like, oh, man, you know, the amount of of information we're giving to Google or Amazon, you know, or Apple with our our just even their like assistant devices, right? Mm-hmm. Like your your Echo and your HomePod and that kind of stuff. Um uh, those things and sort of the ecosystem they've built around it where it's like you can use that that device to turn on your lights and unlock your home and do all these things there's certainly jokes that are made about you know google being skynet or whatever and and i've been known to make those jokes and they're not that far off um depending on how much you buy into it and how much we all buy into it as a society it's kind of possible um, I suppose, but I don't think it'll really happen. I don't, I, I see it really as just like a, a horror, um, sci-fi mashup, uh, vision of the future, dystopian vision of the future that is more of a cautionary tale than, than something that I think would legitimately happen. I think, I think we're still on track to prevent that from happening. What do you I think? Agree. Do you think it's possible? I don't think that we're dumb enough lols no we are dumb enough to we're write. definitely dumb no i was gonna say we're not dumb enough to like create what they created no we are we're definitely dumb enough to do that because like half the stuff that exists in our world is because somebody saw it in a movie that's when true. they were a kid and was like oh now i want that thing to be real so but sometimes we don't really stop to think if that's a good idea or a bad idea case in point that like rogue scientist last year the year before that was like i want to create a human person out of people and in a test tube people were like no didn't you at least hear of frankenstein like you know <laughs> right. like but but that was a good idea like he was on to something like no 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 this is why we have things like terminator and Jurassic park and whatever else but even now like we're like maybe we should clone a mammoth like oh my god like, <laughs> right 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 yeah, like literally a Jurassic Park. You're literally talking about Jurassic Park. Yep. Yep, exactly. You know, Cretaceous Park, you know. Right, right. Like, whatever. Yeah. Ugh, silly. Silly, so silly. But no, I, I honestly don't think that's that's in the future. I don't think our robot vacuums are going to uprise against us and uh, and no. take over to make, to make the world a cleaner place, you know? No, I, I, I don't, don't think so either. No, I don't think, I don't think so. so either. If anything, we're moving in the direction of like C-3PO. Instead of, yeah, uh, God, I hope so. Yeah, instead of battle droids, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Alexa's gonna get real prissy. <laughs> like that's yeah. You didn't say please and thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. But yeah. I will reorder those Tide Pods. Thank you, <laughs> Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm. Thanks. Yeah, my clothes are dirty. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh, you can find us on beerwithgeeks.com and Gmail and Facebook and Twitter and all of the places that podcasts can be found. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can head over to beerwithgeeks.com and thoughtbubbleaudio.com to check out all over Thoughtbubble Audio shows and patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio to support the shows. Thank you so much.
Yes, sir. I did Thank it. you, I did all the one things. and all. Well, Frank, this has been lovely. Uh, are you going to see Dark Fate soon? I am. I plan to see it very soon, yes. Excellent. I also plan to see it soon. Perhaps we will talk about it on the show. Who's to say? That's what we do here. That's what we do here. All right. That's our thing. All right. Well, until next time. Cheers. Cheers. What sound do coffee muggers make when they clink? Chug, chug.